Alright everybody, hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Aloha triathletes, welcome to another edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get you all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about your your first sprint triathlon. That's right, so if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. I am the Iron Kahuna, podcasting from the Tri-Geek Dreams headquarters in the OC, Orange County, California. And this is Iron Will, coming to you from the... Where are you coming from? <laughs> You, messed, you took my line. <laughs> uh, the same headquarters? Yeah. Oh, Tri-Geek, I'll just say Tri-Geek Dreams Labs <laughs> in the OC, Orange County, California. And this is Iron Will coming to you from just outside the Windy City from the Through the Wall World Headquarters. And you are really Iron Will. I'm really Iron Will. You earn the name. Oh, my God. If you guys do not have the latest uh, iPods, which I think most everybody does, um, we are podcasting through GarageBand and iChat, so you can see our little, mm-hmm. my ugly face, uh, Iron Will's beautiful face, but she's oh, all decked whatever. out. Look at she's got um, she's got her Iron Man cap. She's got her swim, bike, run, try. Um, get, get your geek, geek on, on, baby. Yeah, there you go. And 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 um, tilt your head down and then say something so they can see it. That would say, Iron Man, Wisconsin, Madison, finisher, 2007. Beautiful. That looks good. Real good. It fits you. Okay, so we're gonna. This is gonna be a because um, we've tried this podcast maybe like three thousand freaking times. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so we're going to do this quickly, and we're gonna give you a taste of what's to come as we get our technology sorted out. But Iron yep. Will. Iron Kahuna. Tell me um, a little bit about the race. I especially want to know. Um, tell me a little bit just about right at the start. What happened at the start? Ooh, wow, so much happened um, right at the start. Uh, I suppose two of the most interesting things, though, that happened um, for me uh, happened when, uh, number one, when Mike Riley said, uh, just shouted, you know, I know you're all going to be Ironman today. And the first thought in my head, just without even thinking, was, I will. You know, I don't know about all you guys, but I know I will. And uh, that was that was a really good way to start the day. Um, and the second coolest thing that happened uh, right there in the water was I saw Bob, who is a guy who um, has uh, we've been corresponding through email um, here and there. And uh, he came out to Weba and um, was really nervous about doing Ironman Wisconsin. wasn't sure you know if he could do it or anything, um, and had had similar doubts as I'd had, you know, leading up. And, um, you know, I saw him right there in the water up to his waist. And uh, he called me from across, from across the water and said, uh, Tracy, um, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. You know, I, I think I can do this. And uh, I said, you know, you totally can do this. And, uh, and that was the last time I saw him until the finish line, um, last couple hundred yards. And called me again and said, you know, Tracy, it's right there. I did it. I did it. And I gave him a big hug again. And, yeah, you did it. We did it. Let's go. <laughs> so oh, that's it was, that was awesome. That was really great. Did you have any moments during the race where you thought, man, I might not make this? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, though, not um, – 
not too many. There was just there was just the one. Uh, it happened about mile 60 of the bike, and I still had plenty of time. Um, I had four and a half hours to do, you know, 60 miles, which was, you know, I'd always been able to get 60 miles in around four hours, not so I had like half an hour cushion. But for that one minute, uh, I got nervous and I started to think, what if I don't um, do it? You know, I I can't come back, and I started to think what would happen if I didn't make this cutoff and it was just, you know, the second you stop, um, and think, what if I don't, I mean, you're, you're done. And so I knew that. And I thought, I just, I can't, I can't think like this. I, I have to, I, there's no other option. You know, I just, I got to do it. I got to do it. And so I remembered, you know, from that morning, I will. And that's all I kept saying over and over again, you know, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Um, but my knees had started hurting and I just was like all choked up and just about, you know, on the verge of tears and, uh, worrying about the time. And it was just like one of those feelings where you just really got to literally swallow hard and just do it. And, uh, I did a little praying out there too. I was just like, just please let me get to the run. I just let me get to my own two feet and, and I'll take it from there, but I got to finish. I have to finish. I have to do it. And then I just, every single time I got nervous after that, I just said, you know, I will, 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 until I did. But, and tell people about your, uh, the bracelet you wore or show them actually. If, the if bracelet? Right. Yeah. This, um, this is a collection. It's three different shoelaces, um, from different shoes from people in my family, my husband, my daughter, and my son. And um, I got the idea to make a shoelace bracelet like this um, from High Cliff, actually. Actually, it was right after High Cliff. I had a horrible race at High Cliff. Everything that could have went wrong did. And um, I actually sat down on the run in the middle of this uh, trail run on a rock. <laughs> and said, what is happening? What am I doing? Uh, what's going on? And, and I realized it was me. Um, every single time some dumb little thing went wrong, I got super negative and uh, really started chastising myself and it just spiraled it even farther downward. And then, you know, I had an epiphany at that race. Like, it's me. I'm the one who's making it so bad. So I said, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. And as soon as I decided, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore, the race got better. So I had half Ironman um, about a month later at Racine, and I said, okay, uh, from now on, I'm going to think of, I'm going to think of myself and treat them the way, or I'm going to treat myself the way I would treat, you know, my daughter, my son, or, you know, my husband, anybody who I cared about who is in the same situation I'm in now. Right. Um, you know, what would I say to them to make them feel better instead of making it, you know, this big dramatic thing and making it, you know, oh, you, you know, you're going to finish or what, or, you know, whatever bad thing I would say to myself before, just did away with that. And, um, every time I got the urge, I caught myself being negative. I would look at this bracelet that I made and remind myself to say whatever I would say to someone I cared about who was in the same situation. Um, and, uh, you know, in turn, I would then just say that what I would say to myself and it just worked. <laughs> so I didn't have any more negative 
problems. Um, I felt better. I had way better races. Racine, I, I PR by 40 minutes for my half Ironman. Um, and I have to think that it's because I learned how to treat myself the way I would treat anybody else I cared about. So Powerful. <laughs> it's been a long, crazy road for me. Most people can just, like, show up and do the race, and it's a normal day. <laughs> I have to have these, like – big you know metaphysical moments it's crazy but you're a complex that's the way my life is complex creature (laughs) hey take people through the last like 200 yards of your race oh wow um that was amazing stuff uh well i told you i had seen bob um waist high in the water and he was you know nervous just like everybody else and had his doubts like everybody else and you know i saw him then at the at about i guess it was about 200 yards just around the corner from the finish line and um he called me again from across the way and he said tracy it's right there you know i did it i did it and i was just so happy for him and i gave him another hug just like i did that morning and said yeah you did yeah you did bob and uh you know he I don't know how to explain it. It's like when you see yourself um, and all the crap you've gone through reflected in somebody else um, and you see them achieving and you see them getting their victory, it's just, it's almost like you get it double in a way. And so I just was so overwhelmed just to see him again and see him finishing. And it was so ironic uh, and surreal because he was finishing almost the same way he started, but on the other end of the spectrum, you know, he was so nervous. And so, you know, I don't know, can I do this? And then he finished with, um, I totally know, and I can't believe it. And it's amazing. And this is so awesome that I'm going to do it. And he did it. And I don't know. It's, it was just really awesome thing to see and be part of. And, and, uh, is you, after you crossed the line and as the days went by, did you feel still feel, you know, uh superhuman? Uh did you get depressed? How did <laughs> I uh, never felt superhuman. You didn't? I didn't. <laughs> no. No, I never felt superhuman. I mean, the whole day was just one of the whole day was just about being human, you know, and letting myself be a human being who had insecurities and weaknesses and whatever else is out there and that was okay. So, yeah, I never did feel <laughs> I never did feel superhuman, but that was the best thing I could have felt. So, you know, for me, it was like, you know, the feeling you get when um, or you had when you finished college and grad school and you're just done and it's just four or six years of your life finally culminated and finished and, you know, put in a neat category and you can get on with your life, so to speak. That's kind of how I felt in a way. Uh, it was definitely done and I didn't leave anything else out. I had unfinished business out there, and so and I had to wait a year before I could go back and, and get what I left. And so to finally have that and to finally be able to say I finished what I started, that meant a lot to me. And it was just a sense of calm and peace finally that I've been after now for all this, this time. So there's definitely that. But, yeah, the, the depression stuff that everybody's been uh, – not everybody, but several people have had, you know, post-Ironman Blues, post-Race right. Blues, whatever – I never quite got that. Instead, everything just got a lot more intense in, you know, every respect for me. Um, I, I just got a lot more sensitive to feelings, I suppose. More sensitive? And that's, I'm, I know, I know. Yeah, your poor husband. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but see, I'm not crazy like that. If I yell and scream, it's not a big deal. If I get really, really quiet, then it's a big deal. 
So, All right. I'm gonna you ask, know, he knows when to tune out and when to pay attention. I'm going to ask you a tough question. Okay. If you can go back in time to, let's say, uh, September 2006, <laughs> would you, and you could finish that race, would you finish that race or would you choose not to finish that race? No, uh-uh, because, and it's ironic that you ask that because um, it's it's more likely than not that there was not an official 9 p.m. cutoff at the 13.1, and that official took my chip incorrectly because this year at the Ironman um, athlete meeting, they only announced a 10.30 cutoff at the mile 19 mark. They never said anything about a 13.1 at 9. So chances are better than not that there wasn't any such thing last year, and and I was wrongly pulled from the race. So for about five minutes, I was really upset about that because I I thought, you know, I should have finished. I I was robbed, you know, whatever. Um, But then, you know, I kind of tried to zoom out a little bit and said if I wouldn't have – if I would have finished last year, I wouldn't have come back and done it again. I wouldn't have had to train the way I did this year and go through everything I did this year and learn everything I did this year in order to have the experience that I had on September 9th this year. So, no, if I had to figure it all out all over again, definitely not. Um, I think everything happens for a reason and just happy with how it is now. So I wouldn't want to risk jeopardizing that by finishing. That's good. Then. That's good. <laughs> Now, what do you talk? We have a lot of listeners out there that um, are thinking about doing an Ironman, but uh, maybe are intimidated by it or thinking they can, can never do something like that. What, what would your advice be to them? <laughs> Join the club. Everybody's <laughs> intimidated, and everybody doesn't think they can do it uh, at some point. Um, that's just that's just how it is. Everybody feels that way, and you don't know if you can do it until you do it. I mean, you can think you can do it, and um, you can, you know. Um, talk yourself into doing it Um, but until you cover the miles in training you don't know you can do it and then it becomes a question of can you remember to believe that you know you can do it when you get to race day and those doubts come back because they will because now it's the race and now there's all these different variables and um, but you just got to remember that you know you can do it because you have done it and when you get out there all that's left is to do it and you've got to have a very um, patient, understanding spouse to do this two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that at all? Um, you know, it was it was rough. Uh, there were a lot of weekends where I was just gone the whole weekend. Definitely a strain. Uh, we we had a lot of problems for a while because it's just it it really takes a lot and it's really a lot of pressure on not um only you but i mean they got to explain why you're not at the family gatherings and um they wind they wind up taking extra slack um around the house and because say you're gone all day 9 hours for a brick workout well you come home and you're kind of trashed you know you don't you can't really cook dinner you can't really you know do a whole lot so they got to not only have they been covering your butt all day but they got to take up you know when you're there finally too um so yeah he and not only that but he always came to my races and he took pictures and he you know 
he's been incredibly supportive. So I would definitely not encourage people to do Iron Man two years in a row unless, you know, you're single or uh, especially not, you know, if you have kids, you definitely can. It is possible. Anything's possible, but it's very, very hard. Emotionally, it's hard. Uh, it's a very big strain on your relationship and, you, and your your family um, relationships, your friends. Um, I had a couple of friends really mad at me uh, because that one friend was really mad at me because I couldn't go to her wedding four hours away because it was during the the peak weeks for Ironman and I couldn't miss um, some of the workouts and um, or the and the travel and it just it's hard <laughs> it's hard mm-hmm. was it worth it yeah um for me because for me it was more than a race for me it was part of my life that a chapter i should say of my life that i started because i needed to change my life um everything was really crap the way i felt about myself the way i thought i looked just i had so many things I knew were wrong and I mean I know myself pretty well and and how I operate and I I knew enough to know these things xyz whatever it was were very wrong and things around me were suffering and I had to fix them I just didn't know how and so I started this hoping to figure it out along the way and now on the other side with hats and stuff like this uh, that that say I finished it it, it's not so much about what you get when you cross the line or the medal or anything like that, any title that it's not at all anything about that for me. For me, it was just, I had to go the distance. I had to walk that long, long, long walk. Um, it was about what I learned along the way. And all of the things I learned along the way, those two years were the answers to all of those questions I had. Like, how do I fix this about myself? How do I, you know, adjust my understanding about this? How do I, um, become a better person like this, you know, and I gotta tell you, I really feel like I found all of those answers. Right now. 